Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Murrell. Uh, Listen, we uploaded uh, an episode today. I uploaded one called uh, What to Do If You Miss the Rapture. That was the episode for today that was scheduled. But in light of some things that have taken place, I wanted to hop on and do a special uh, episode. Uh, no intro music, no outro. Just, uh, you know, when it, when we do things like this, it's, it's time to get serious and um, deal with some things. You know, what happened in uh, Uvalde, Texas, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. I really hope that I am. I want to respond to, s- to some things that happened there. Of course, we know an 18-year-old gunman slaughtered uh, 19 uh, children and, and two uh, teachers in this Texas elementary school. And um, and I want to bring out something here that the lieutenant said. Uh, he says here, he was talking about the killer and how he barricaded himself by locking the door and started shooting uh, children and teachers that were inside that classroom. And he said, it just shows you the complete evil of the shooter. That's what the lieutenant said on the scene. He said, it just shows you the complete evil of the shooter. You know, there there is an enemy out there. Uh, These these aren't fairy tales. These aren't things that your grandma told you just to make you uh, try to behave and act right. These this is real. There there's a real enemy out there and there's uh, Satan is a real adversary. Um, Since the this horrible attack happened. I've seen some posts that are quite alarming to me. And the post that I've seen, well, you see the title of the episode. Uh, the post that I've seen uh, has to do with some, the title of the episode, I should say, has to do with some posts that I've seen. And these posts have said that prayers are not enough. And I, I understand the, the, the heart and spirit behind some of these things, but also at the same token, I understand the spirit behind well (sighs) let's pray father god i ask you right now that you help me to communicate truths from your word that help us that bring us up to a higher level in you and father we lift up each and every person who's suffering who are experiencing literally experiencing hell on earth right now because their loved one their child or, or their friend someone they knew and cared about is gone father we ask for comfort And the help of the Holy Spirit for each and every family represented. All friends represented, cousins, nieces, nephews, uh, relatives, every relative, every family member represented, Father. And we trust in you and we believe in you that this comfort that you've given us. Oh, we ask, Lord, that you send this comfort to those who are going through hell on earth, Father. And we ask, Father, that you, by the only you can do it, only you can restore, only you can heal where this is concerned. This is way out of our criteria. But, Father, we ask you that you would take the days of hell and turn them into days of heaven on the earth as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of the podcast is When Prayers Are Not Enough. When prayers are not enough. James 5, starting in verse 16 through 18, says, Confess your your trespasses one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. He goes on to say, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Uh, He was a man with a sin nature, just like each and every one of us. He's missed it like each and every one of us. And he prayed earnestly. 
that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Man, I tell you what, uh, prayers were enough in that case. Uh Oh, I may get a little sassy. They may try to cancel me on this one, but hey, here we go. Nonetheless, listen, I believe the Bible. I stand with the Bible. What does the word say? That's it. Uh, I've had enough of, of, of safe podcast episodes. I've had enough of, of safe uh, teaching and safe preaching. No, 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 no. PC this and PC that. What does the word, in the proper context, what does the word say? Since these attacks... Since the attack, well, these attacks, because we, we had the also we had a lot of African-Americans shot here recently as well. Since these attacks, I've, I've seen posts that have said that prayers are not enough. But my Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man in the amplified version of the same verse makes tremendous power available. That's dynamic and it's working. That's what the Bible says. But let me let me but let me say this, though. Oh, they're not going to like this one. They're not going to like this one. Let me say this, though, for, for, for the record. <clears throat> uh, let me give you five. Let me give you five. Let me give you five points. I may give you a sixth one because I may give you an extra one. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to do you more than I'm going to do you one better or, or what? Two or three better than than uh, what I normally do. I, I'm going to give you five, maybe six points here. Let me let, let me say this. Uh, you know, the terms prayers are not enough. Well, let me say it like this. Prayers are not enough. Point number one. Prayers are not enough when there's unforgiveness. Mark 11 and verse 25 says, oh, by the way, if you want to know what my stance and my thoughts are about the gun control as aspect of this thing, guns and different things of that nature, I have an episode, I have a podcast episode, it's called Gun Control. Look it up. That's, uh, by the way, that's still my stance where these things are concerned. Prayers are not enough when there's unforgiveness. Mark 11, 25, Jesus said this, and when you stand praying, Forgive, if you have anything against anyone. Forgive him that your heavenly Father may also forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Now, I want to say this now. I don't forgive people so that God can forgive me. Well, isn't that what you just read? Well, I don't, I don't forgive people so that God can forgive me. Elijah, you just said that well, I, I believe the Bible blessed God, and now you're saying this. What's going on, bro? What, what are you talking about? Are you a double-minded man out here? you unstable out here, man? What are you talking about? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has, past tense, has forgiven you. I don't forgive people so that God can forgive me. I forgive people because I have a revelation that God has already forgiven me. But prayers are not enough when there's unforgiveness. When we don't have we when we don't live with the realization that we have been forgiven a great debt that we couldn't pay. Unforgiveness blocks the signal between us and God. I'm just going to go for all of the holy cows while I'm at it. How, how about it? Because I've had enough of this. Enough is enough. We must preach the word. 
Oh, man, if you were at Spirit Wind Conference the last session uh, Friday, that's what the message was. Preach the word. That's what I'm doing. Number Point number two, man, prayer, you, you want to say prayers are not enough. Okay, watch this. Point number two, prayers are not enough when there's unbelief. James 1, 5 through 7, if any one of you lacks wisdom, and I'm telling you our nation lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Watch this, though, but let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering, with no doubt. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed. Watch this. He says driven and tossed. I want you to remember both driven and tossed. Are you going to do that for me? Are you going to remember both driven and tossed? Remember that. For let not that man suppose that he'll receive anything. From the Lord. Prayers are not enough. You want to say prayers are not enough. Yeah, you you right, homeboy. You you right, homegirl. Prayers are not enough when there's unbelief. He says that uh, with nothing doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Sometimes we find ourselves doubting because we're not sure that what we're praying is the will of God. And the number one reason why we're not sure is because uh, we're of wind. Huh? Elijah, what in the world are you talking about? The number one reason why we there are those we can pray and not be sure that what we're praying is the will of God is because of wind. What are you talking about, Elijah? Are you talking you're not talking I know you can't be talking about spirit wind. No, I'm not talking about that. There's another kind of wind that the Bible talks about. Ephesians four. Ephesians chapter four. I'm telling you, you're getting two podcasts in one day, man. I tell you, it's, it's Christmas out here, man. Uh, Ephesians chapter four, starting in verse 12, talking about the ministry gifts. He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Uh, He gave these gifts for the equipping of the saints, uh, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Watch this, that we should be no longer children, Tossed to and fro and carried about, here it is, with every wind of doctrine. By the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. One translation says in this verse, hang on a second, man. It's my podcast. You can hang on. Give me a moment here. Let me let me pull this up real quick. Please stand by. What, what are you saying, Elijah? Well, I'm sa- what I'm saying is simply this. The wind that is talking about in James, I believe, is the wind that comes from wrong doctrine. Oh, come on, man. You know this is so. Oh, well, you know, you never know about God. Sometimes he will. Sometimes he will. What is that? That stuff has been taught from behind the pulpit. And it's, and it's produced wind. Ooh, that's good. I, I didn't see that, ladies and gentlemen, until I was studying for this particular podcast today, earlier today. I didn't even see that. The Lord showed me that. I, ain't, I can't take credit for that one. The Lord showed me that. Watch this, though, in the Passion Translation. Uh, let's see here. It talks about the uh, doctrines of deceivers. And, it, and in the footnote is a very interesting footnote. If I can pull it up here. Give me one moment here. Thank you, Lord. It, when it says the false doctrines of deceivers, the footnote in the Passion Translation says that the Greek could literally mean, watch this, dice 
playing gamblers. Dice playing gamblers. Well, you never know about God. Sometimes he will and sometimes he won't. That sounds like what one of my uh, mentors that I look up to in the faith, an elder I look up to in the faith would call the gospel casino. You're just trying to roll. Well, what is the number, proper number? I don't I don't know. What is it, a seven or something like that? You're just trying to roll this this number. It's a roll of the dice. We never know. You just never know what God's going to do. And then you're trying to pray from that, and you're not going to receive anything. Why? Because you've been carried about by wind. What is that wind? It is deceitful teaching. It's false doctrines that's come in and enabled people not to live by faith, but to live with doubt and unbelief in the heart. And they'll never receive answers to prayers. Ladies and gentlemen, prayers are not enough. When there's unbelief. Point number three, prayers are not enough. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll give you that. Prayers are not enough when there's wrong motives. James 1, James chapter 4, verse 1. Why, where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they come from your desires for pleasure, that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. That you may spend it on your pleasures. The Amplified says it like this. You do ask God and yet fail to receive because you ask with wrong purpose and evil selfish motives. To spend it in sensual pleasures. Check the motives. We must always check the motives. When, when, you, when you're going to pray, you must check the motives. God is not in the business of fulfilling your agenda. Uh-oh. See, see there are people who, who want to pray, but they're, but they're praying from a place of trying to fulfill their own agenda. I don't care what side of the – I don't care. Democrat, Republican, liberal, whatever side you, you're on. God is not going to fulfill your agenda. If you're praying with your own in, agenda in mind – God's not going to hear that. Do we? Here's the question we, we, we've got to ask. Uh, are we coming into prayer with selfishness in the flesh or are we coming prompted by the spirit? I mean, so prompted by the spirit that we know the desires of God before we even make the request. We have got to come up higher where, we, where it comes to praying in the spirit. And that means praying in another tongue, praying in another language. Hey, listen, if you haven't been filled, go back to the what to do if you missed the rapture that we just uploaded today, man. You're getting, listen, you're getting the two-piece today, man. You're getting the two-piece. Go back and listen to that. But what am I saying? What I'm saying is simply this. When we come into prayer, are we saying your will be done? Or are we saying my desires be satisfied? Or my desires be done? My desires be fulfilled. Because see, 1 John 5, 14 promises us that this is the confidence that we have. Watch this now. In him, we can only obtain this level of confidence in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know whatever. If we know that he hears what we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've desired of him. Okay, Elijah, well. What is the will of God concerning the things that have gone on uh, concerning praying against shootings and, and, and destruction and things of that nature? We'll get to that. Keep that keep that in your back pocket. But see, all, all, the key to answered prayer is praying according to his will, 
praying according to what his word says. His will is revealed in his word. <laughs> praying according to that. That's what brings results. Oh, but I tell you what, when we pray with the wrong motives, when we're praying because we're trying to get this person in, in office, or we're praying to try to get this person out of office. Now, the Lord can do, he can, he can, he can do that. He, he can, I'm telling you, he's well, he's more than able to do these things. But I'm telling you, our motives must be always his will. Not our will. His will be done. Well, what, what, what are the, what's the prayer that we pray? What's the prayer that the Lord taught the disciples to pray? Your will be done. Your kingdom, go, your will, your will, what you want. We want what you want. Your will be done. See, but if we're praying our will, I mean, God can't really, he, he, can't, he can't, he can't answer that. Because ladies and gentlemen, our wills are flawed, especially if we're not in the spirit. Our wills are flawed. Just like a, a natural parent. A natural parent's not going to give a kid what they want every time. Shouldn't. At least shouldn't. Because why? Because the, the, the will is flawed. They're not able and they're not ready to handle that type of thing. You ask and you don't receive because you ask amiss. Well, I, I like this myself. I don't know if you like it. I like it myself. But your prayers are not enough, man. I saw that post all over Instagram. You know what? Point number four. You know, you're right, man. You know, prayers are not enough when there's unconfessed sin. Prayers are not enough when there's unconfessed sin. Isaiah. Oh, man. 59, 1 through 2. Listen, man, I'm just, I'm just the scripture, the Bible, the Bible. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say about prayer? The proper context. And what has Jesus provided in grace to make our prayers effectual? That's what we got to be about. Point number four, prayers are not enough when there's unconfessed sins. Isaiah 59 verse one, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord's hand is not shortened. That it cannot save. Nor is his ear heavy that he can't hear, that he can't hear our prayers. Watch this. Verse two, but your iniquities has separated you from your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Psalm 66 verse 18 says this. If I regard iniquity, watch this part, in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. One uh, commentator says it like this. Uh, if I pretend to be someone I'm not, the Lord will not hear me. Here's the passage translation says it like this. If I had closed my eyes to my sin, the Lord would have closed his ears to my prayer. I'm going to say that again. Yet if I had closed my eyes to my sin, the Lord would have closed his ears to my prayers. Why, Elijah? Why, why should we confess? Because, you know, Jesus, he took care of it all, right? We don't even have to confess when we sin anymore because Jesus just beat, bit about beat, boom, he's already taken care of everything. Why even confess? 1 John 3 and verse 19 says this, And by this we know that we are the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Our what? Our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, oh man. If our heart does not condemn us, then we have confidence towards God. Watch this now. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments 
and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Watch this. We keep his commandments. Well, what's his commandment? He goes on to tell us this is the commandment that we should believe in the name of Jesus and love one another. As he gave us commandment, Jesus said, a new commandment I'm giving you that you love one another. So we uh, keep his commandments. So that's love and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Ladies and gentlemen, what pleases God? Faith. There's faith and there's love and faith, faith and love right there. Faith works by love. Why confess our sins? First John 1, 7 through 9 says this, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood, thank God for the blood and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son. Watch what it does. It cleanses us from all sins. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful. This is a legal term right here. And just that's a legal term. He is faithful and just, which is a legal term to forgive us our sins and watch this and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Come on, man. Oh, this is good. I may, I may be shouting before this podcast is over, even though this is a more sobering podcast because we're addressing some horrific things that went on and some posts that I've seen in response to this horrific thing that's gone on. Talking about prayers are not enough. But ladies and gentlemen, we are, listen, prayers are not enough when when there's unconfessed sin. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when I say unconfessed sin, I'm not talking about going around talking about how pitiful you are. You don't, you know, you're unworthy of this, that, and the third. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about being pitiful. I'm talking about being repentive. I'm talking about having a repentive heart towards the Lord, that you are willing to repent and acknowledge. Okay, watch this. Go back to Psalm 68, verse 18. Excuse me here. I'm going to cough here in a second. (coughs) Excuse me there. Psalm 68, verse 18. Yet if I close my ears, excuse me, if I close my eyes to my sin, the Lord would close his ears to my prayers. If I close my eyes, if I watch this, let me say it like this. If I see in my life that here is an area of sin that I know is wrong and I don't deal with it, I just pretend I sweep it under the rug. God won't hear me because watch this because I know better because the heart or the conscience is speaking and the conscience is letting me know that I know better. God can't hear that. God won't honor that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not talking about you going around talking about how pitiful of a sinner you are left and right. No, you've been made right by what Jesus has done. But I'm saying when you see an area in your life that does not agree and that does not mirror what you know uh, God has told you to do when you see it. I'm not talking about something that you don't see that you don't have any revelation about. All right. I'm not talking about because people call one thing sin. And it's not sin to you because you don't see that it's sin. James says to the man who knows to do good and he doesn't do it. Watch this now to him. He didn't say to them. He said to him is sin to that person, to that because you have your own relationship with God and your liberty shouldn't be judged by another man's conscience. That's another podcast episode. What am I, why do I bring this up? I'm bringing this up because I'm not talking about walking around saying, oh, I'm just a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is we simply, when we see, when there's light, when we see that there's an area in our life that is wrong, that we know that is not right and pleasing to the Father, 
we bring it before him and he cleanses. We don't cleanse ourselves. You can't cleanse yourself. He cleanses us from all the unrighteousness. And Hebrews 10, 22 says this happens after that. Let us draw near, watch this, with a true heart. In full assurance of faith, having our hearts or the conscience sprinkled, watch it, here it is, from an evil conscience. And our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast then the confidence of our hope. Here it is. Watch this part without wavering. That sounds like James, right? What we said earlier in point number two. Without wavering for he, is, he who promised is faithful. Ladies and gentlemen, in, in this, this, this verse here in 1 John 3, 21, why are we confessing? Why do we confess? So that we can receive this cleansing. Uh, we, the Weiss translation of 1 John 3 and verse 21, uh, divinely loved ones, if our hearts are not condemning us, a fearless confidence we consistently have facing God the Father. Divinely loved ones, if our hearts are not condemning us, a fearless confidence we constantly have facing God. And watch this. And whatever we are habitually asking, we will keep on receiving from him because his commandments we are habitually keeping. Come on. I'm seeing posts that are saying prayers are not enough. But ladies and gentlemen, prayers are not enough when there's unconfessed sins. I don't confess my I don't confess my sins to get God to forgive me. He's already forgiven me. He's already washed me. He's already cleansed me. I confess my sins to posture my heart or my conscience to receive the cleansing that the blood's already made available. Ladies and gentlemen, let me say it like this. I go to the car wash. Listen. You go to the car wash, right? Or I go to the car wash. I got, let's say I'm, I'm on a trip somewhere. I'm doing something for ministry. I got a rental car and I go to the car wash, right? I want to wash the car. Yeah, okay, I want it to look good. And I don't know why you go to a wash a, a rental car. I, I have yet to meet a person. Now, if you're doing that, you know, I mean, you're, you're in another level. But let's say we, we go, we got, a, we got a rental car. We're going on a trip and we want to wash the car. Now, here's what I do. Let, let me say it like this. There is... How do, help me to say this correctly, Holy Spirit. Do I, I don't go to the car wash to get the car wash to cleanse me or cleanse my vehicle, right? I don't go there to get it to do it. I go there because I know that the, the washing is there and available. Come on now, you you gotta you gotta follow me. You see you see what I'm trying to say here. I I don't go to the car wash to get it to do something. I go to the car wash because I know it, what it's already. Mm, I know the features that are already there. <laughs> I go there because I've been to a car wash before. I know what happens when you go to the car wash. See, I don't go there to get it to do it. I go there because I know what it because mm, I know what it does. I don't go to the father and confess my sins to get him to forgive me. I go to the father and I confess my sins because I know 
and he's proven that he's faithful. And over and over again, he's washed me over and over again. There's the blood has already made it available. The car wash is already available. The features to wash the vehicle are already available. I don't go there to make it available. I go there because it is available. I go there because it's already done. It's waiting for me, but I have to reciprocate. I've got to receive it in a car wash. I got to put some money in, but where we're talking about the things of the spirit is faith. I've got to receive by faith. I confess my sins to posture my heart, my conscience to receive the cleansing that the blood's already made available. When we confess, watch what happens. God cleanses. And when he cleanses, we have confidence. Ooh, that's the three C's, baby. When you confess, he cleanses. When he cleanses, you have confidence. When you have confidence, you get what you ask. Oh, this is good stuff. Point number five. Prayers are not enough. I saw this post all over the internet. Prayers are not enough, man. And I understand where the heart of some people are concerned. But uh, we got to address the spirit that would be behind that, though. There's a spirit that can be behind those things. We got to address that. I'm not going against the people who said that because I know some of those people's hearts who posted that. And it's not a heart of, you know, going against what God has set up, the principle of prayer. But I'm just attacking that because I know how the enemy works. I'm seeing this all over the Internet. Prayers are not enough. Well, let me tell you something. Point number five. Prayers are not enough when you mistreat your spouse. First Peter three. In verse 7, husbands likewise dwell with your wives with understanding, giving honor to your wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. That word hindered here literally means to cut off or from, literally cut off of a tree. Uh, it's used as a military metaphor, meaning to cut in on and throw objects in the way of or cut up the road so that normal movement is then impossible. It means to cause to seize by removing, to do away with, to eliminate, to hinder, to frustrate. And <laughs> this is an interesting one. And this is, an, like I said, this is an interesting one. You do with it as you please. But uh, literally it means to frustrate, to hinder, to impede or to retard. Let's read this in the Weiss translation. The Weiss translation says like this, holding in reserve, this is part B of the verse here, holding in reserve for them, uh, par particularly honor as those who are fellow inheritors with you of the grace of life. And you do this in order that, watch this, no satanic inroads be made into your prayers prayers are not enough ladies and gentlemen when you mistreat your spouse there's strife in the home and then you want to pray for people whose children have have been murdered i'm just going to leave that there you're going to pray for, for God to move and to give our leaders wisdom concerning laws that need to be instituted, things that need to happen so that our children are more safe in schools. And then you but you're at the same time, you're mistreating your spouse. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's just, God is the good father. Let me just ask you this. If you have a daughter, listener, you who are listening, I'm talking to you, you who are listening to this podcast. If you have a daughter, let me ask you this. If you have a daughter and some yahoo comes and mistreats your daughter, can they come to you asking you for some money? No. No, they could. Why not? Because you're... You're a father. Why not? Because you're a mother. You brought them into this world. They're mistreating your child. Well, how much more so would God, the good, if you being evil, God, Jesus said, how much more would your father be? <laughs> He's the good, good father. You see what I'm saying? Prayers are hindered. Prayers are not enough. Let's, let's begin to wrap this up, and I'm going to tell you what, what we can pray concerning our children, what we can pray concerning guidance, what we can pray against these things that the enemy has done. But let me recap, though. Prayers are not enough, point number one, when there's no forgiveness, when there's unforgiveness. Prayers are not enough, point number two, when there's unbelief. Prayers are not enough, point number three, when there's wrong motives. Prayers are not enough, point number four, when there's unconfessed sin. Because you don't have any confidence to receive what you prayed for. Uh, point number five, prayers are not enough when you mistreat your spouse. Let's wrap this up. Here's a prayer. Here's something I believe that we can pray concerning these things, concerning the threats of the enemy where our children are concerned. And no, it's not Psalms 91, even though that's a very, very powerful one that you should know and that you should have in your arsenal to pray as you're led of the Spirit concerning your children, concerning just your life in general. But this, it is, it is a psalm, though, and it's Psalm 144. Psalm 144. We're going to read the whole psalm as we're wrapping it up. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. My goodness and my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer. Notice it's personal. It's personalized. It's not just a deliverer. He's my deliverer. We must personalize this. My goodness, my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield, and he in who, and excuse me, and he in whom I trust. I'm reading the old King James. So, uh, you know, the old King James can trip you up sometimes. Who Watch this. Who subdueth my people under me? Lord, what is man? that you take knowledge of him or the son of man that you make account of him or that you think of him. Man is like to vanity. His days are as a shadow that passes away. Uh, J James talks about this, that, that man's life is like a vapor. It appears for a little while and it vanishes away. In verse five, bow your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains and they shall smoke. Cast forth lightning Scatter them, shoot out your arrows and destroy them. Send your hand from above. Watch this now. Watch this. Listen. Rid me and deliver me out of great waters. Watch this now. Deliver me from the hand 
of strange children. Send your hand from above, rid me and deliver me out of great waters and from the hand of strange children whose mouths speak vanity and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I'll sing a new song unto you, O God, which a psalmstress and an instrument of, of ten upon a psalmstry and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises unto thee. It is he that gives salvation unto kings. Well, does a revelation reveal unto us that Jesus has made us kings and priests unto our God? He gives salvation or deliverance to his kings. That's you and me. Who delivers David, his servant, from the hurtful sword or the deadly sword. He delivers us from the deadly sword. Rid me. Here it is again. Oh, so powerful. Rid me and deliver me from the hand of strange children. Whose mouth speak vanity and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. Why? Why are we praying this? Why are we going this way? Why do we look to, the, to God to deliver us from the hand of strange children? Verse 12, that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth and that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace <laughs> and that our garners or our barns may be full uh, affording all manner of store. We got all kinds of stuff or produce in here that our sheep may bring forth thousands and tens of thousands in our streets or the fields. 14, that are oxen. Notice he says oxen. He doesn't say ox or, or cattle. He says oxen is a singular. That our oxen may be strong to labor. This is a type of the Lord Jesus. I don't have time to tell you about it. There's a podcast coming out soon where I'll talk about this a little bit more. But an ox is a type of Jesus. Jesus said, you who are laboring and are heavy laden, come take my yoke upon you. Put your neck in this yoke. Jesus is referring to himself as an ox <laughs> that you can put and, and carry this yoke with that our oxen may be strong. And this oxen is strong to labor. Watch this. That word strong to labor literally means well laden. It's the same word laden. Remember that Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and are heavy laden. Our ox is strong to labor. And that there, be, watch this now, that there be no breaking in. No breach, no, 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 no break-ins. This is a verse. This is, this is powerful, man. This is what we need to be praying, that there be no breaking in. Nobody's breaking into our school where our kids are going to school. There ain't nobody breaking in. That there be no breaking in nor going out, that there be no complaining or outcry or watch this or lamentation. That is something that you do when someone in your family dies is murdered, is killed, that there is no lamentation in our streets. Happy is, ooh, I'm, ooh, God, la maso. Mm. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm contending for. I don't care what I see. I don't care what I feel. I don't care the feelings and, and thoughts of, of fear that try to arise in my heart. You know, I have a nephew. I don't have a son. I don't have a daughter, but I have a nephew. Here soon, I can say it because my, my sister-in-law announced it. Here soon, I'm going to have a niece. And yes, these thoughts of fear come across my mind. I love my nephew. Oh, I love him with all my heart. And I, and I love my niece. I haven't even met her yet, but I love her already. And there's thoughts of fear. I'll admit it. There's thoughts of fear that's come across my mind. But I choose to believe the word of God. I refuse to fear. Psalms 144 applies to my nephew. It applies to my niece. It applies to those I care about. It applies to those who will simply humble themselves and submit to God and submit to his righteousness. Submit to the righteousness that is found in Jesus. Not in their works, not in what they can do, because it can't be good enough to receive it. But what comes from Jesus. He says, I want you to deliver me. Watch this part now, verse 7. Deliver me out of great waters and from the hand of strange children. This word strange children literally means this. Sons of the stranger. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And a stranger's voice, they won't follow. Jesus goes on to talk about that stranger in John 10, the thief. He calls him the thief. Didn't, didn't this psalm have to say anything about breaking in? That's what a thief does. <clears throat> Jesus said that the thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. It's the stranger. That's who the stranger is. And David, under the inspiration of the Spirit, says, deliver me from the hand of strange children. And if you look up the commentary, they're saying David is, is fighting an enemy here, but for some reason it doesn't tell us who it is. And I believe the reason why is inspired. It's the reason why he doesn't say exactly who that enemy was because of the simple fact that this has to do with the demonic dark powers. <laughs> oh, come on, man. He's saying, deliver me from those who yield to the stranger. Deliver me from the offspring of the stranger. Deliver me from people who are yielding to the enemy, who are yielding to death, who are yielding to murder, who are yielding to things that are not God. He says, you deliver me out of the hand of strange children. He says, he, he's not praying this for himself. He's praying this so that our sons, <laughs> he says that our sons, uh, he says that our sons would be as plants. That means flourishing, thriving, growing in strength and stature as plants do in their youth. And that our daughters, <laughs> my goodness, may be cornerstones. That means that they're strong, that they're beautiful, and they're adorned with all the, or the ornaments that belong to their sex, that belong to the female sex. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what you pray. This is what you stand on. Father, I pray for each and every person listening to this podcast. I pray Psalms 144 over us all.
And I say that it's you who give salvation to us, your kings. It's you who deliver us from the harmful sword, from the deadly sword. Father, I pray that you rid us and that you deliver us from the hand of strange children, from the hands of the sons of the stranger. Oh, oh, I sense the presence of God. Whose mouth speaks vanity and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. We don't pray these things for ourselves, Father. We're praying this so that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth. And that our daughters may be as cornerstones. Polished after the similitude of a palace. That our barns may be full and affording all manner of produce. That our sheep would bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets. That our oxen, oh, that we would put our head into that same yoke with Jesus. That our oxen may be strong to labor. And that there be no breaking in, no breaking in, nor going out. And that there be no lamenting. There'd be no complaining. There'd be no wailing because of the loss of a loved one in our streets. And happy is the people. We say we're happy. Oh, we're happy because we Know that you, God, you are our Lord. Happy is the people who are in such a state. Happy is that people whose God is the Lord. I pray these things over us in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Sorry, guys, I I went a little longer there than what I intended, man. But I pray that you got something good from the Spirit of God. Listen. Prayers are not enough when there's unforgiveness. Prayers are not enough when there's unbelief. Prayers are not enough when there's wrong motives. Prayers are not enough when there's unconfessed sins. Prayers are not enough when you mistreat your spouse. But ladies and gentlemen, when we allow the spirit of God, the spirit of grace to enable us to believe and to stand, I'm telling you, when we allow this to take place in our lives, when we give this place to the spirit of God, you and I will live the Psalm 144 life. Ladies and gentlemen, keep on praying. Praying always with all prayers and supplication with thanksgiving. Don't worry. Don't yield to worry. Don't yield to fear, but pray. Pray always with all prayers and supplications in the spirit. And we will see great deliverance. Stay in faith. Walk in love. And remember this. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world.